Jen. It's Fantasy Festivus and time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? Well, I'm going to go with the the uh, primetime game scheduling slash whatever. So not necessarily fantasy, but still, right? Brutal, right? We get Denver, San Francisco, Sunday night. Absolutely brutal. I mean, unless you have skin in the game, betting-wise, fantasy-wise, like very, very difficult to watch. Then, then Monday night, we get Giants, Dallas, same thing. I mean, unless you're pulling for fantasy people, totally brutal to watch. So kind of a thumbs down for the scheduling. I mean, I, I get it. They didn't think, I mean, Denver, San Francisco seemed like a good, you know, matchup on paper when they were planning the schedule. Absolutely rough. The good news though, um, is coming up this week. We actually have some good games Thursday night. We have Miami Cincinnati. Yeah, we do on paper should be good. Uh, Sunday night, we get Casey against the bucks, which should be good as well. And then Monday night we get Rams 49ers again, but still, um, I think we should be in good shape at least for this week, at least on paper. So Total bummer um, for all of us that had to sit through and endure those games. I'm sure a lot of people turned it off and watched other stuff, um, unless you had skin in the game, like I said. I, I'm with you. That Denver-San uh, Francisco game was one of the worst games I've watched in all. Just ugly. wasn't fun at it wasn't all. It wasn't even watch. football. It was yeah. just, what are we doing here? Just terrible. All right, now let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me are my excellent co-hosts, Jen Akins and Chris Allen. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Another fun weekend, like outside of the games that y'all were just talking about. I thought it was another fun weekend of football. Gearing up for Thursday night, like you guys were just talking about, like my Bengals going up against the undefeated uh, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, so definitely maybe. shapes up to be an intriguing matchup, which I'm kind of crossing my fingers and hoping the Bengals come out on top. But neither here nor there. Uh, either way, I'm doing doing all right. Uh, Jen, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm very well. Uh, it's funny that you talk about the undefeated Dolphins because, you know, as some of you know, my, my family are lifelong season ticket holders from the day of the expansion. And I was talking to my sister the other day, um, and she was just like, wow, it feels like the 80s again. Like, it's so fun. Like, stadium rocking. People are psyched. It's been a rough couple decades uh, for the Dolphins. So um, I'm excited for that game as well, uh, and I'm excited that we're we're rolling into week four. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm into it. Brandon, how's it going for you? It's the team map bowl Thursday night, right? Bengals, Dolphins, <laughs> team map bowl, everything on the line, undefeated <laughs> Dolphins. The I was told to attack of Aloha, can't throw, doesn't have an arm, doesn't belong in the league. Very excited about the Dolphins. Uh, as a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode. We emphasize hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense. Uh, before we get into that, I want to tell you about a new pick'em game called No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning over $250,000 in cash. Just download the app. Choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and earn 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league. Sign up now with promo code 4 for 4 that's 4-F-O-R-4, at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first-time deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. All right, so week three results. Uh, let's check in on how we did last week. Chris, buddy, uh, 
lightning on fire week one and week two. Uh, sleeper streamer of the week last week, Jimmy Garoppolo plummeted down to 30th, unfortunately. Uh, sorry to hear about that. However, Marcus Mariota, 14th. Jared Goff, 19th. Your other quarterback streamer. So good on that, Chris. That's that's fringe QB1 play. I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh Jen, uh tight yeah. ends didn't really work out for you. Yeah. Evan Ingram, I'm not gonna even mention the others at the moment. Evan yeah. Ingram was the highest at 34th. Uh tight ends a waste wasteland anyway. It's just yeah, I mean, this is a chore from week to week. I feel good about this week's though, once we get into it. Um, but I also felt good about last week's too. <laughs> it was ugly. Uh and then your kickers uh also a just little as rough. Ugly. Yeah, just as a uh, little bit rough. Jake Kelly, Austin Siebert, 17th each. Uh Cade York tied for 22nd. I like Cade York though long term. I actually he's a kicker I don't mind actually having on my roster. So uh not too bad. But next this week we'll do better. Uh defense. I thought we got somebody with a defense one uh <laughs> ranking. So the the Chiefs finished tied for 11th. I'll take it. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, Atlanta unfortunately tied for 20th. Uh, a lot of people were high on the Atlanta defense last week. Didn't work out. And I thought uh, shot in the dark Giants at 31st. They actually didn't stink against Dallas. They just didn't do anything. So uh, 31st, uh, just, uh, just a poor showing. So KC, though, tied for 11th. I'll take it for right now. There's only 32 teams in the league, right, Brandon? Yes, only 32. Yeah, okay. So yes, just yes, Giants. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Jen. I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. Sure. Appreciate that. Look, mm-hmm. I look at you looking out for me. I, I see that. <laughs> I see that. Making sure I know math and stuff. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go into our sleeper streamer of the week this week. Uh, Chris, which quarterback is your number one sleeper streamer of the week for week four? Uh, so this one's kind of a throwback to last week because I had tossed in Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately, but Marcus Mariota was like my other top streamer for last week. And I'm going back to the well here in week four. Now he goes up against the Browns and we'll see. I mean, with uh, Miles Garrett in that nasty car crash just uh, yesterday, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, uh, we'll see if Cleveland's defense is. I guess up to full uh, full strength like come Sunday, but Marcus Mariota at least ticks off or checks off like most of the boxes that we want for a quarterback streamer, right? Playing at home, so they are going to be uh, down at was Mercedes Benz Stadium, not Mercedes Benz Stadium, but uh, forget the name of the stadium actually, but down in Atlanta, like back at home, like for this week, uh, they are favored. Actually, the total is like about fifty points if I'm remembering correctly as well. So it's just all of the things that we want like for a quarterback streamer. And of course, I mean Mariota is rushing, and we do have at least a f- couple of touchdowns already for him, like on the ground. Also, a couple through the air. We're actually seeing like some actual, I guess, progression like for Mariota and the passing game with Kyle Pitts getting involved. And so overall, like while they are bottom five in pass rate over expectation, that's according to our director of analytics, like Sam Hoppin. Uh, Marcus Mariota has actually been top 12 in EPA per play so far, like through three weeks of the season, actually top five in passing success rate as well. So for a guy that has been essentially just leaning on like a rookie, I mean, Drake London, who missed like most of the preseason because of hyperextended knee, we're actually seeing at least an efficient and aggressive passing game, like from Marcus Mariota. So if you combine the efficiency along with the rushing production that we've seen from him so far, uh, I mean, the Cleveland Browns like, have actually given up like two rushing touchdowns to so two opposing quarterbacks so far this season. I do think that Marcus Mariota is probably the best or probably the most optimal uh, quarterback streaming candidate for week four. I love it. I love it. Also, just a good dude. Love me some Marcus Mariota. Love me some Marcus Mariota. Uh, Don't forget, listeners, Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform with excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners. Talking Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, you name it. Easily accessible, wildly mobile-friendly. Go download the app and join or start a league today. 
So uh, let's go. Let's keep with the quarterbacks. Uh, definition of a streamer. Uh, I say this every week, but it's a player with less than 40% roster ship on Yahoo. That's how we determine. So if we're missing a big name that you're expecting to hear as someone you want to start this week, they probably are on too many rosters in Yahoo. So, Chris, any other quarterbacks for us? Now, the second one, uh, again, doesn't check off. Well, he checks off like most of the boxes uh, because this one's Geno Smith, like playing for Seattle. And like so far, I mean, the Seahawks from a passing perspective hasn't been that bad. I mean, like we've seen Geno Smith pop up for a couple of good games so far, especially after that like craziness that happened in week one when they invited Russell Wilson back home in order to pretty much douse the flames of any good things that could happen for the Broncos like this season. But Looking at the way that the Seahawks passing game is shaped up so far right now, they are like about average in terms of pass rate over expectation. They're about 15th so far. But Geno Smith, top, again, another top 12 quarterback in EPA per play. So while he's been more of a dink and dunk type quarterback, I mean, it's been this like fairly conservative in terms of the air yards per attempt. I believe he's like 22nd in air yards per attempt across like all the quarterbacks so far. I mean, we don't really expect to see a ton of aggression like coming from or I guess a ton of pushback like from the Lions defense. Uh, this is using the our schedule adjusted uh, at, at schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed metric that's over at four four right now. Those uh, that statistic just went live like earlier today. Uh, Detroit, the Lions are 23rd in uh, AFPA like uh, for like uh, according to or I guess against like opposing quarterbacks like so far. So if we do have a fairly weak matchup like for Detroit, like uh, against Detroit, rather, for Geno Smith in a dome. We've actually seen, like, most other quarterbacks, like, farewell so far against them, uh, against the Lions, like, so far this season. Again, another good total, 15 and a half points, like, so far. I do think that it sets up well for Geno Smith to be at least a viable candidate, like, for week four, alongside, like, Marcus Mariota. Excellent, excellent. I like that. Uh, Jen, any thoughts on this Seattle offense, and uh, how are you – uh, approaching the Seattle offense uh, with Gino in charge? Uh, I'm not really approaching the Seattle offense. If I can, av- you know, I don't know. It, it's so tough. I I am someone that drafted Rashad Penny uh, and he's just, you know, it, 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 I feel like this whole offense is tough, right? You're not going to drop them. You're still waiting. They're doing okay. Like just enough to keep them there. They're not completely stinking it up, but they're not great. And so I think they're all viable fillers, flex guys. Like like Chris said, I mean, Geno Smith, I think is fine. Um, you know, if you need him as your QB two in a super flex, or if you're really screwed and need him um, as your QB one. But um, you know, this offense is definitely not something I'm targeting for any reason or another. But they're, I believe that they are exceeding expectations of what anyone really thought. I mean, they're playing football, which a lot of us didn't think was really going to happen. I mean, everyone kind of poo-pooed and dismissed the entire offense during draft season. But, you know, they're all serviceable. Like I said, not seeking any of them out, but they're all serviceable. Wrote them off. Uh, I, I I definitely wrote them off. Oh, and yeah. they definitely look like a functional football team, which is nice. Uh, Chris, are, are you worried about Matt Ryan? Or, or do you think he's just taking some time to get accustomed to the offense? Yes and no, because after they completely bottomed out against the Jags just a couple of weeks ago, I actually saw, at least looking at the underlying metrics, I mean, their pass rate over expectation uh, dipped up or came back up like just this past week. Uh, but the one thing that happened is like all of their, all the rest of the metrics like were essentially scaled back. I mean, the red zone passing rate was scaled back. 
Uh, actually, like Matt Ryan's air yards per attempt were almost like nearly like cut in half. But at the very least, like while he was still sacked a ton, it was actually less than the previous week. So while I wouldn't, I'm not going to place like all the blame on the offensive line. It does go to, go back to like, is Matt Ryan comfortable with this offense? I mean, is he is he in sync with all his receivers? And for the most part, I mean, we saw like Kansas City's defense really put at least a decent amount of pressure on him like last week as well. So, I mean, those are two those are two fairly tough defenses to be quite honest. I mean, Jacksonville well coached like defense like so, so far like through three weeks and actually looks like that team is going to be at least in contention like in the AFC South Kansas City like while they still wound up pulling out the win I do think that Kansas City like was I mean they were the better team I don't think there's really any like nobody would really give me much pushback on that so if we're looking at the Titans right now I mean with the defensive struggles or at least the defensive uh, woes or injury woes they've had so far throughout the season and we do have the uh, we do have the pass catching core, like for Indianapolis, coming back completely healthy, no setbacks for Michael Pittman. Alec Pierce should still be involved. I mean, so on and so forth. I mean, at least sets up for Matt Ryan to have at least another viable day, like as a uh, as a viable uh, quarterback streaming option. But unlike Geno Smith, where he doesn't have like the top end weapons like DK Metcalf and Tyler uh, Tyler Lockett. Unlike Marcus Merida, where he doesn't have the the rushing upside as well, he's more of a deeper option. Like if you really can't find anything else on the waiver wire, if you like most of the other the passing options that are associated with Matt Ryan, you can at least look at him as a deep option, like in week four. Sure, it was nice to have an Alec Pierce sighting uh, last week yeah. too. He looked he looked pretty good. Not big numbers or anything like that, but I like that kid. Go Bearcats! There we go. <laughs> That's right. Go Bearcats! Uh, Jen, let's dive into the tight end stream. Is it a good or a bad week to stream tight end? Well, on paper, it looks to be wonderful, but uh, we all know how that, listen, tight end is crap. We all know it. We're all, you know, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic at this point, but you know, here, here we are. So let's do it. Uh, first guy uh, that I have this week is big Bob Tunyon. Uh, he is only, he's 29% rostered right now on Yahoo. Uh, he is playing at home at Lambeau against new England. So the Patriots gave up you know, 10, 10.2 half PPR points to Pat Fryermuth in week two, and they gave up a whopping 24.9 to Mark Andrews last week. So right now they are 24th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. So New England, you know, they're giving away points to those tight ends. Tunyon was second last week in targets to, to Romeo Dobbs. Uh, so, you know, he's coming back, right? The chemistry is, is returning between him and Andrews now that he's healthy. So I like Tunyon. I think that he's, you know, his... I will say, like, looking at his routes run and all that, it's a little lower than, than you know, desirable, you know, than the metrics call for, blah, blah, blah. However, I do think that Tunyon's a good option this week. He's out there. He's only 20%, 29% rostered, um, and he should have a decent week. Uh, number two in my streamers is one Tyler Conklin. I can't even, it's hard to even get the words out because sometimes I'm like, what am, what are we doing here? Um, Tyler but, Conklin, uh, little known stat, top five player in the league in times dropped and added on Brandon Niles's rosters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually added him this week as well. I didn't play him, but I added him on my, on my pits team. Cause I was like, I need some insurance at this point. Cause I don't know what's going on. So he's, he's riding my bench right now, but Tyler Conklin this week, if you need him, um, they are playing at Pittsburgh. He is 22% rostered. He is tight end five right now, fellas, in uh, half PPR wow. points per game. Yeah, he is at 9.6. Uh, he's had seven or more targets in every game. You know, there's the issue of Zach Wilson, right? If he comes back, is this still going to continue? We don't know. But it's a decent matchup. Pittsburgh is 23rd in adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're allowing 12 points a game right now to tight ends in half PPR formats. So 
Grab some Conklin if you need uh, a streamer. He seems to be at the moment consistent through 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 three weeks. Uh, third guy is Hayden Hurst. <clears throat> so we're just going to ignore last week, right? Didn't happen. It was the, like the yeah, weird Tyler sure. Boyd show. It's not going to happen again. Hayden Hurst, I have faith he's going to come back. He's 21% rostered right now in Yahoo. He saw 15 targets between weeks one and two. Miami gave up 21.2 points to Andrews in week two. Now, Hayden Hurst is not Mark Andrews, but as a streamer, I think he'll be fine as, you know, as an option. He's, he's available, and I feel like he is an integral part of that offense. Last week was just a weird anomaly. At least that's what I'm going with. So he was he's hurt. A, yeah, yes. That, I'm sorry that he was. And I actually, while while you were talking about quarterbacks, I got an update on my little phone here that uh, he is he has been moved from questionable to healthy. So this early in the week, that's good. We like that. So uh, hopefully he's healthy and he'll be back to you know. I mean, he's not going to light up the scoreboard. He's not going to put up 25 fantasy points. But if he can get you 10, 11 points as a streamer, we're we're happy with that. That's a big win. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, rumors are that your next brew will include a Conklin IPA. Is that uh, is that true? I, I don't. I'm not sure about that. I have to look into it. I, I'm not opposed to it, to be quite honest. But uh, I, it sounds like a beer, a Conklin. I'm gonna I'm gonna a grab Conklin? a Conklin. That's I don't that. See, now that you said that, that actually does right? sound like a beer. It's like a nine percent right? double barrel aged or something like that. So now <laughs> I can I can't think of anything else. Now that is, that is the style. I'm like you've just you've just created a new style of beer, Brandon. Congratulations. <laughs> The Conklin style. Uh, Darren Cheese wants to know if you trade James Robinson, Amari Cooper, Tyler Boyd for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Chris, I am I love James, James Robinson as much as the next person, but if you've got receiver depth, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. You want to make an argument? Uh, I mean, if you really feel that you need him at that point for McCaffrey, I mean, yeah. I mean, you are getting the better running back, and if you've got the receiver depth, like, sure. But, man, I'm just wondering, like, what other receivers would he have? I guess he must have cooper cup and i don't know yeah that's a lot i think for McCaffrey. insert another like high-end wide receiver two there i I mean yeah but i guess if you got i don't hate it but it's not an automatic for me yeah okay yeah so assuming you've got wide receiver depth then uh absolutely then interested at least yeah okay Mm -hmm. all right fair enough uh ray ray wants to know if you trade mike williams for kyle pitts if you have zach ertz this is a no for me jen what do you think so you have Ertz, but you're what you're you're trying to get Pitts. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I mean, we had one decent game from Pitts. We had two really bad games. They're still not using him to the best of of what we, we think we should do. That offense is really not great. Um, with Keenan Allen hurt, I, I don't know. I think Ertz is fine. I I, I wouldn't. But then again. I don't yeah. absolutely hate it, but if it was my personal team, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I like Russ, or um, I'm, I like Ertz, so, uh, I, you know, just fine is fine for me. Uh, what about kickers, Jen? What kind of kickers uh, do you have for us this week? To start oh, with? all right, let's do kickers. Um, all right, first guy uh, is Austin Siebert. This is crazy, you guys. Like, And I know, and I write this in my article, like, if you would have told me that I would have had a Lions kicker as my top streamer of any week this season, <laughs> I would have loved And the crazy thing about it is that the Lions have the highest implied team total of the week uh, this week at 27. It's a golden age. It's a golden age. It's, it's- I mean, what a world we're living in, right? So, yeah, Austin Siebert, um, they're uh, at home against Seattle. They are six-point favorites, and they have, like I said, an implied team total of 27.75, which is the highest on the slate. I mean, we're talking above Kansas City, above Buffalo, like they, yeah. Anyway, I find that intriguing. Um, but Austin Siebert is available in 97% of Yahoo League. So he is out there for you. Um, and he is my number one streamer for the week. I mean, he is, um, he's solid right now. 
Second guy is a guy that every week I sit here and say, I don't know why he's a streamer, and he's still a streamer. Jake Elliott is still only 37% rostered on Yahoo, which makes no sense to me. I mean, Philly is playing lights out. I don't know why people aren't grabbing the kicker for that. That's usually what you do, but they're not. So uh, this week they're at home against Jacksonville. They're six and a half point favorites, and they are uh, their implied team total is 27.5. So Elliot, once again, I mean, he hasn't been fantastic, but he's been fine, and, and I feel like he should be rostered in more leagues. So he's one. He's a good one out there for you, um, for those of you that need a streamer. Uh, third guy uh, is Mason Crosby. Um, they are playing the uh, Mac Jonesless uh, Patriots, who I think the line went from like three to ten and a half after that happened. So right now, and then they're playing at Lambeau. They're ten and a half point favorites. They've got a twenty five point two five implied team total. Crosby's only 5% rostered. You know, he, it's weird. I was reading about him. Like he hasn't had a lot of opportunity. Like the Packers have fumbled on, on, you know, in the red zone and just weird things where it just, it hasn't worked out for him as far as opportunity goes, but the Packers are starting to score points and he has been cured of the yips. I know he had the yips last season, but he is uh Crosby doesn't seem to be missing anything, at least what he is, the opportunities that he is getting. So he's my third guy. I'm going to sneak a fourth guy in here. I know he's not on the graphic. Um, no, I, I love sneaking a fourth but guy. But I am I am sneaking a fourth one in there, and that's going to be uh, your your friend Cade York, Brandon. Um, yeah. They, they're in Atlanta. You know, they're one and a half point favorites. They've got a decent implied team total, 25.75, and he's only 18% rostered, and um, he's having a great season, his rookie year. I, I can't remember – off the top of my head, I think he's K five or six on the year. So uh, K York is another one that is widely available still. And uh, he's kind of my sneaky fourth guy. If all those other guys are gone or if you don't, you're not into any of them. Rookie, Ricky K York has a, a ridiculous leg and the Browns have, you know, surprisingly been scoring points. So mm-hmm. there's my four guys there. I could even go to a fifth, but I won't. Cause this is, you know, <laughs> a, sh- a shortened podcast. Read Jen's article though. Jen's article. Yes, they're uh, all in there. Screaming. Yeah, absolutely. They're all of these there. are there uh ray ray and darren cheese uh your answers to our uh discussion doesn't change my answer so i i I think uh (laughs) you've got receivers so i think you can probably go get mccaffrey it looks like you probably need the running back upgrade uh and then ray ray even if you have keenan allen i still probably won't give up mike williams when you have zach Ertz. i i just don't think the delta between Pitts and Ertz is big enough to to make it really really worth doing that chris I, I wanted to ask you about Philly because Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, these two quarterbacks were were maligned and criticized all offseason. And we could talk about uh, it being early in the season and whatnot, but Jalen Hurts has shown out and Philly looks good. Mm-hmm. Your early impressions on Jalen Hurts in this Philly offense? You couldn't have asked for a better run out in terms of uh, the better better alignment between not just the the player himself because we saw like mostly throughout his collegiate uh, his, uh, his collegiate career that as he got more reps like he started to improve like he is definitely one of those guys that I know a lot of folks like say like uh, with the superlatives of like well he's dedicated to his craft and yada 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 but like Jalen Hurts has shown like year over year consistently of being able to improve like as long as you give him reps we saw that in college we're seeing that here but also look at the adaptation from Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff as well and also all the way up to the front office like they they took this i don't want to say a gamble or they 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 made some sort of like gambit on trying to invest in jalen hurts they're essentially investing in this offense as a whole i mean remember they still had at least at one point like they have the uh the additional uh first round pick like for 2023 so it's not like they completely pinned themselves into having jalen hurts like as their starting quarterback but 
they have made this offense better. I mean, not just from the offensive line, like being top five in the entire league, but also on the back end, like the defense as well. But putting the personnel in place to really accentuate or bring Jalen Hurts like forward as a passer, like A.J. Brown is just so critical to Hertz's progression as a quarterback, being able to have a wide receiver that can win, not just in the short uh, short and intermediate areas of the field, but also deep, that complements what Devonta Smith does like in the intermediate and deep areas of the field. And of course, you got Dallas Goddard running around there as well. I mean, this is a complete offense. And there's really, we didn't have any excuse like for Jalen Hurts, like when he came into this, uh, when he came into this season, because all the personnel around him, he has all the options. And seeing him not only complete passes, but complete them with touch, complete them with accuracy. Like he's at least moving forward as a, as a passer. I believe he's around like average in terms of completion percentage over expected. I mean, all those things we expected to see along with the rushing that's still a part of his game. So while I don't think that he's a better passer like than, than, uh, than Tua at this point, I think like Tua is probably at least at least in terms of a processor, uh, I do think that Tua probably has it because he's more of a he can execute like much quicker than Jalen Hurts can. But overall, I think like both of them are moving in the right direction. And it's just a, it goes to show you like if you do invest in your team, you do invest like in your quarterback by surrounding them with positive talent. Like these are the types of results you should expect to see. I'm looking right at you, Chicago Bears. <laughs> and makes me really uh, excited about grabbing Jen's streaming kicker, Jake Elliott, and keeping him on my roster week after week. I grabbed him week one, and he's just he's still there in most of my leagues. I'm sticking with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just want to piggyback on what our, our wonderful producer, Sal, responded to Anton's question uh, about uh, the quarterback. I agree uh, with streaming an option and not trading with your roster right now. Uh, and then uh, wanted to say, Jacob, uh, trading Dobbins for Schultz. Uh, I think if you wait a couple weeks, Dobbins is going to be more valuable anyway. So uh, I think that the Ravens are easing him back into the offense. And I think he's going to start finding the end zone and he's going to be more valuable. So I think you get better in trades for that later. Uh, Jen, Alex McBucket asks, would you trade DJ Moore and Jeff Wilson for CD Lamb in a full PPR? When I trade G.J. Moore and Jeff Wilson for CeeDee Lamb, um, probably. I mean, D.J. Moore is just, I don't know what's going to happen there. And Jeff Wilson, I mean, I don't know. It's tough because CeeDee Lamb was good last night, but he also wasn't, you know, the week before. So, you know, we're still in a really small sample size. But, I mean, it obviously depends on the rest of your roster. But looking straight up just at that in a vacuum, I don't hate that. I'd probably do it. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I see a much clearer path for um, the Dallas offense to improve than I do for the Carolina offense to improve. And then, uh, Chris, I don't know about you, but Jeff Wilson, I, I, I like him and I love him as a streamer and someone to plug in. But as far as like counting on him week to week, I, I feel like that's going to be a head scratching thing to try and count on. What do you think? Yeah, I can agree with that. And I do think that there's plenty of things that the San Francisco offense as a whole needs to figure out like moving forward, especially after Sunday night. So if you can at least use projected workload, because as of right now, it's not like, you know, TDP is not back yet. Jordan Mason is impressing him for touches. I mean, there's really nobody, no other viable option for them in the running game at this point. So if you can at least use projected touches as a as a bargaining chip, like even when you go into negotiation with somebody to try and trade them away, at least that would at least make his value seem like it's something that's worth taking on like as a uh, like on the other side or on the flip side of that trade but at the same time it's like where 
what is the value going to be like? What type of fantasy production can you expect? Like, does he really profile as a, does he have RB1 upside? That's essentially what I'm asking. And at this point, looking at the San Francisco offense as a whole, I say no. Yeah, makes sense. Um, okay, I'm going to uh, go through defensive streaming options this week. I'm going to be honest, it's a rough week to stream defenses. Most of the available defenses don't have great matchups. Uh, some of the ones that do are, are uh, struggling at times, like Atlanta has uh, been up and down defensively, and Cleveland's been better offensively than we think, and so uh, or than we thought they'd be. So I'm going to go a little bit this week and a little bit looking ahead to next week, right? So uh, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins against your Cincinnati Bengals are a decent streaming option, mostly because they're a good year-long option. And uh, they were dropped last week for everybody streaming because they were playing the Bills. So they did pretty good against the Bills, who have a high-powered offense. Um, not a bad defensive week for them. The Bengals, as good and as prolific and as high-powered as they are, Joe Burrow's a bit of a gambler, and Miami's pretty good at making splash plays. They have three uh, defensive backs who uh, are, are ball hawks. They have a an emerging defensive line that can make some plays. So I, I think that... You know, Burrow didn't throw a pick last week. Uh, they, they pretty much stomped on the Jets. But if you watch that game, Burrow tried to throw several picks last week. It was very, uh, it, 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 he was he's a gunslinger by nature. Burrow is not afraid to let it loose. So I could see a turnover. I could see, uh, I, I, I could see a high scoring game. But I could see this being a little bit of a letdown for those expecting, uh, you know, point totals in the 30s for on each side of the field. And then most importantly, the Dolphins have the Jets the following week. Probably going to get Zachary Zach Wilson back uh, for that game. I, I, I'm not optimistic or bullish about the Jets offense. I think that Miami is a nice one to pick up now, considering there's not a good streaming option available, and then kind of roll the dice against the Bengals, hope for a Burrow turnover, and then just uh, reap the rewards next week against the Jets. Uh, also, like uh, I kind of like both defenses in the Indy versus Tennessee matchup i mostly like the colts uh for the same reasons as, as the dolphins really the colts are a good defense and they're a defense that you can win with week to week uh tennessee has struggled defensively and so while uh you're basically saying do i want to take the good defense against a bad offense or do i want to take the bad defense against a, a bad offense and i'd rather take the good defense so the colts good defensive line good linebackers even without uh shaq leonard unfortunately he's been hurt but they've still had good linebackers Good defensive backs. It's a um, it, it's a solid defense. I think they could get splash plays as well. Ryan Tannehill has definitely uh, been prone to have a nice Chipotle game where he shows up and craps the bed. This could very well happen in a division rival game. So uh, I like the Colts there. Uh, Colts are quietly allowing twenty point three points per game so far this season. They just held the Chiefs to seventeen points. Uh, they have talent. They're they're not bad, even though the Colts are struggling in general. So I also like Houston versus the Chargers. Uh, they're only rostered in 4%. Uh, Herbert doesn't look right. I, I know the Chargers offense is great, but he's nicked up. Keenan Allen's coming off a, a hamstring like that. That can plague. The running game doesn't seem great. Rashawn Slater, their, their star left tackles hurt. Uh, he's not coming back. So Houston, uh, they're quietly the defense 12 on the season right now. I know they haven't played uh, the best of offenses yet, but they're not a bad team. They're really well coached. Jerry Hughes has been a great addition. He's got four sacks so far. That's tied for second in the league. I think that if you need a deep, deep streamer, Houston against the Chargers isn't a bad bet in what could be a low-scoring game despite the talent on that Chargers offense. So those are my streaming takes. Uh, Jen, what do you think of this Houston team? It, it's been a little bit plucky. 
You know, before I answer that, I do have something to add to your little, uh, your, your streaming. I just wanted to say, no, I just want to say, I agree with you. So I, in my, you know, I write a weekly stash article guys to stash for later. Um, I wrote the Colts up in mine this week because they have, they have Tennessee. And then the week after they have the Denver Broncos who are, uh, as we all have discussed struggling on offense. So um, to add to your, uh, you know, pick up, pick up the Colts this week and then keep them for another week. Cause they have the, they have the Broncos on tap. Um, what was your question? Oh, Houston. Uh, what did you ask about them? I'm sorry. I was in my brain they, thinking they've about just been kind of plucky. Um, you know, Brandon cooks hasn't yeah. been, hasn't been great so far, but, uh, you know, Davis Mills has been almost functional at times. And Damian Pierce is starting to take the load on that team. And the defense has been pretty good. Are they kind of interesting to you? They were definitely a stay away outside of cooks going into the season. You know, I feel like they're kind of who we thought they were. They were a stay away, but not really, because I feel like they were super cheap. So like in best ball, I was all about, you know, those late stacks with Mills and, and Nico Collins. And, you know, and he hasn't panned out how I thought he was going to pan out. I thought he was actually going to be doing a little bit better. I think, you know, Davis Mills was kind of thrown into the fire last year with the whole Deshaun Watson disaster. And, you know, it was a mess and he kind of just got thrown in there. And I feel like um, this season he may take a while to warm up, but I feel like he's doing okay. Like you said, he's, he's serviceable in that, in, you know, and I feel like the team itself, like you said, with Damian Pierce coming on and, and I feel like cooks, I don't know. I, I don't hate this team and they've got, you know, a rotating tight end situation, like the, different tight ends scoring touchdowns every week. So I don't hate this team. I feel like they're going to be kind of streamable and pick upable all season long quietly while everyone thinks they're going to be horrible. But fantasy wise, I feel like they may actually be better than, you know, than people want them to be, or people think they're going to be. I like, I like plucky teams. It's been yeah. fun to kind of, <laughs> kind of see this happen. So yeah. uh, I, I'm excited to watch that game. I just, uh, just kind of want to see how the chargers come out with, without Slater and how the Texans defense responds again, you know, coached very well, at least, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Chris, Greg Jerrigan wants to know if you would trade Jalen hurts and Jerry Judy for Jalen Waddle and Dak Prescott in a PPR. Uh, would you be interested in that trade, Chris? I would not. I would like to keep the quarterback too, if at all possible, on my roster for as long as I possibly can. There are some, like, I, I do wonder if at some point, like, Jalen Hurts, because everyone's going to start talking about, like, the regression, like, coming for Jalen Hurts at some point. And, but I'm just struggling to see, figure out, like, when it's supposed to happen. Not to say that they've had at least tough defenses so far. I mean, Detroit, Minnesota, like, Washington. Although, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess they've got Dallas in week six, but over the next couple of weeks and even after their bye, it looks like it's fairly smooth sailing. Like so far, I guess until we get maybe to the fantasy playoffs, but for right now with the way that he's playing with the way that offense is clicking with the way that that offensive line is still being able to provide like protection. I mean, he's still fairly low in terms of uh, QB pressures as well. So it's like, I'm, I'm not sure like why you'd want to trade him away. Yeah, I, unless your other quarterback is back is Josh Allen, I'm probably just keeping Jalen Hurts. I'm with you, Chris. I'm, I'm very, very much uh, just keeping Jalen Hurts. And yeah. even then, I think your returns could probably be better. I like Jalen Waddle a lot, but I think you could probably get something more from that uh, if if you're moving Jalen Hurts, given what he's done. I'm with you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got this week. Thanks to everyone who uh, joined us in the chat. Thank you, Chris and Jen. Always a pleasure. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Monday Mommy, at Chris Allen FFWX, and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks so much for checking us out. Have a good day.